We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, B. King, in the house. Guess what? We have our very first podcast episode of 2023. How are you feeling, my friend? Did you wake up feeling motivated, inspired, committed, determined? Chances are, if you didn't practice thoughts that would make you feel that way, you might be feeling the same way as you did as last Tuesday. And that's okay. That is absolutely fine. Because the truth is January is an arbitrary month. It's an arbitrary date. It doesn't mean anything until we give meaning to it. And I love giving meaning to the beginning of the year. I love the thought of a clean slate, a blank slate, a whole opportunity to write your story. That's how my brain likes to look at it. But if your brain doesn't look at it like that yet, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just so glad that you're here. First podcast episode of 2023. Now, usually I love to do a goals episode or a visualization episode, which don't you worry, that's coming. Um, but I am going to share something that I think is very important to talk about as we enter a new year. This is something that I am declaring for you because chances are, if you listen to this podcast, you might identify as a high achiever. You might identify as someone who's driven. You are most likely a professional working badass woman, and you also might consider a little perfectionist tendencies. Yeah. You might work your buns off to prove yourself. And here's the deal. I hear you because I was you. I've been there for a very, very long time. I hustled to prove my value and to prove my worth. I didn't understand that I got to choose my worth. Now, I've shared a little bit about my story, but um, without going into all of the details, five years ago, I was hustling, doing what I love. Like I was teaching spin classes. I was managing a studio. I was training instructors. I was grinding. I was hustling. I wore my lack of sleep like a badge of honor. I would teach a 6 p.m. class and then not go to bed until 11 p.m. And then I'd wake up the next day and be at work at 5 a.m. And that was just my cycle. I also never took time off. I sometimes worked for weeks straight. I wouldn't have a day off. And I owned it. I was proud of it because I was a hard worker. I worked my buns off. And the problem was that hard work didn't quite match the money that I was making, the money that I thought I could make. And I was just constantly going, going, going to the point where I had my roommates at the time be like, what are you doing all the time? Because I was always moving. I was always on the go because as soon as I stopped moving and on the go, I felt like I was wasting time and I was wasting my energy. But what was happening was I was depleting my energy and it led me to a point of where I stopped loving the very thing that brought me so much joy, so much fulfillment. I hit a ceiling, I hit a wall, I was burnt out, I was resentful. And one of my not self themes is bitterness. And I had so much bitterness in my life. And it was just, I felt completely out of alignment. 
then fast forward, I started a side hustle because, you know, I wasn't hustling enough. Like I just needed to add in some more hustle to my life. So I started a side hustle. I started a health coaching business and that was doing well. And so I saw, I saw a way out. I was like, oh my God, this is my way out of this, this job that I've hit my ceiling and I'm not growing out anymore. So I, I go all in with the side hustle, right? And I'm loving it and I'm having great success out of the gate and I'm feeling really good. Until I fell right back into the pattern, the habit of hustle, 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 hustle. My client load was way too much. I didn't want to let go of any of my clients because I was terrified of not having the security of having a job. I just put my head down and just grinded. I was definitely driven by fear because the alternative just didn't exist anymore. I invested in my business. I was doing all of the things. I was taking all of the actions and I felt like it was productive, but what it really was, was me trying to avoid feeling negative emotions yet again, which is exactly what happened with my other job. So I took the leap, started my job. And then there I was back in that cycle of hustle. And it wasn't, you know, it was until I got pregnant that I had to change my lens and how I viewed my work and how I viewed my productivity because I was doing something that I loved, but I was working crazy long hours with doing follow-up and trying to set things up for the business and market and learn and take certifications And then I was starting to resent it. And I wasn't because I didn't love coaching and it's not what I meant to do. It's because I wasn't giving myself time to rest. It wasn't giving my, my body the space to catch up with the success that I was having. And so I knew that was a key indicator. I was like, whoa, something is off because I know I'm meant to do this. And the fact that I was like not looking forward to client sessions was a big red flag that something needed to change. So then I had a miscarriage, which also like was kind of the start of this, like, Hey, you got to do things differently. You got to take care of yourself in a different way. You got to protect your energy, which I did, um, which got me, which helped me get pregnant again. And then I had a baby. And when I was pregnant, I was trying to get things all set up for maternity leave. I've never, being a, uh, entrepreneur and not having benefits and having maternity leave and keeping my business running. Like all of that was brand new. So I was hustling to figure that out. My energy was coming from a lot of fear. I had a lot of moments of pure breakdown to Brian that I was so afraid. And he had to keep reminding me that I wasn't doing things alone, but I felt very, very lonely, even though he was like shaking me being like, we're in this together. And I could hear him consciously, but in my body, I didn't feel safe. I felt like I was doing everything on my own. And before the end of 2021, I, my, my intention, my word of the year was self-care and, and really focusing on doing less. I always look at my vision board because it really reflects that. It's like just taking care of myself. Everything that I studied from like planning for the fourth trimester and postpartum really helped me get to that place of like self-care. Taking care of myself is the most important thing. Nothing else matters unless I protect the asset, protect the vessel. And I took that very, very, very serious. And it really benefited me through postpartum. Doesn't mean postpartum didn't kick my ass because it definitely did (laughs) in the best way. It was like awful, but amazing at the same time. Um, but I really did focus like feeding myself first, giving myself rest, journaling, meditating, you know, my practices look 
totally different than before baby, but at least I was making an intentional effort. Was it perfect? No. Was I on Instagram and scrolling and distracting myself way more than I would like? Yes. Was I doing things that I were aligned with my higher self? Absolutely. <laughs> but at the, on the other side of the coin, I did make very intentional decisions to take care of myself, to rest. Right after I had Ellie, I didn't do anything for six weeks. No working out, no walking, nada. Literally laid on my couch. I created a postpartum den. And that was very hard because my brain had a lot of drama, a lot of cognitive dissonance, and I had to really work through that and just be okay with the discomfort that I was experiencing mixed in with all the joy and euphoria and love that I, that was also there as well. So by focusing on taking care of myself and focusing on doing less. When I got to the end of this year and I reflected back on my year, I realized that I created exactly what I wanted to create in my life. I worked less while achieving, and I use the word achieving so lightly here, but I would say maybe attracting more. I worked less while attracting more into my life. And it was very profound because when I looked back, and I looked at my year and I looked at like where I spent most of my time, I pretty much took six months off. I took four months off on maternity leave and then um, two months off for summer uh, vacation to spend intentional time as a, as a family unit um, with Ellie being five months old. Because I was like, I don't get these days back. Like I, Ellie will never be this old ever again. And I just wanted to soak in the goodness of it. So I took that time off. I was working in one group. Um, I had a group of clients and there were six gals in it. And then I also had one one-on-one client. So that was my client load. And that was, that was the perfect amount because I wasn't actively open for, for business. Like I was working with people, like I intentionally chose to work with those particular people, shout out, you know who you are, but everything else wasn't, I wasn't taking anyone else on. Like it was very, very, very intentional. Uh, and I got to enjoy the summer with our family. I got to take time away from my business and I got to work less while enjoying life more. And you know what is wild? I hit my revenue goal and then some without hustling. I stopped hustling and I just like, my brain was like blown. I, my, my, like, I was like, oh, how, like, how did I do this? And like anything else, I look at what I did and I reverse engineer, right? I was testing different things and seeing how it was working out in my life and seeing what was working and what didn't work. But then when I got to the end of the year, reflecting back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like as clear as day. And I'm so incredibly proud of myself. Now, of course, I'm talking about the highs, but also mixed in with the highs, I experienced some lows too. Like this 50-50 is still very, very clear. Like I had positive emotion, which were incredible. And then I also had negative emotion. I had tons of thoughts that I wasn't doing enough. I was really struggling with that enoughness. I kept thinking I should be doing more, that I was being lazy, that my business was going to disintegrate, that I was neglecting very important pieces of my business. Like I was just being real hard on myself at times. Um, I kept thinking I needed to be out there more and I needed to hustle more and that I wasn't deserving. I wasn't worthy of having this time. So I had those thoughts, right? And I made some like really, really unintentional decisions when I was three months postpartum, I hired a business coach that in my gut I knew was not the right decision, but I did it anyway because I was terrified and I was looking for 
a quick out. I had very scarce energy. I had a lot of grasp energy. I, I needed things to work. There was so much pressure. I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of thoughts around lack of time, money, like all of this was creating so much drama in my head, right? So it wasn't all just amazing, fine and dandy. Like there was still the 50% negative, right? That 50-50 is what makes up being a human. That's why here is never better than there because no matter where you go, if you're open to the human experience, you're gonna experience 50% positive and 50% negative, right? So this is what I learned through this process is when I quit my job before I started my business, right? When I was doing my side hustle and I was just hustle, 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 hustle. I changed my circumstance. I, I was like, I got to get out. I can't do this. I was like so adamant, but I didn't work on managing my negative emotions, managing my thoughts in that circumstance. I didn't have this work yet. It's what led me to this work, but I didn't have that yet. So I left the circumstance and guess what followed me? All of my problems. <laughs> me, you Taylor Swift. I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Anyway, I digress, but that's what happened. I quit the job, but I didn't work on the problem, which was me. So I started doing my own thing. And all I knew was to hustle for my worth, had to hustle for my value. And it didn't work. I was on that fast track to burnout. I was back in the, the hustle cycle and I was overwhelmed by all of the things. So what I realized was at the end of 2021, before Ellie was born, I knew that I couldn't continue in the cycle. I knew it wasn't going to be sustainable. I knew that something had to change. And then I tested it all year long. Ellie was born in February and I had from February until December to test different strategies so I could hustle less and attract more into my life. And it was truly remarkable to sit and break down the numbers in my business, to break down where I'm at and be like, this is not a fluke. <laughs> this happened. And it's so fun because if you would have asked me, okay, Brittany, if that's your goal, how are you going to do it? Right. All my clients are like, that's amazing. How do I do it? And I'm like, forget about the how you can't focus on the how you just got to start taking action and you're going to get results and they're not going to be the result you want, but then you're going to learn from them. You're going to evaluate what worked, what didn't work. And what are you going to do differently next time? And that is truly how I got to this place. And I'm so excited to teach you this. And I'm so excited to work with my clients on this and continue to implement this throughout the rest of my life, because I have always considered myself a hard worker and I will always continue to be, but I want to take the word hard out of it. I'm a very intentional worker. I want to work on the things that really matter the most and let go of anything that I think I should be doing. So sorry, get really excited. I have to drink some water. So when I, well, I think breaking this down and thinking about like, what was the biggest change? I was tired of being exhausted. I knew that if I wanted to be a mom, like I'm taking on this responsibility of, of creating a human and then raising an individual to be a good human in the world. And if I'm completely exhausted, that's not going to be a good example for her. I started my business so I could be there for my family and not be hustling and head down in my work all of the time. I knew that I was going to want to be a full-time mom. And that was my intention. One of my, my, one of my driving forces when I started my business five years ago. So I was like, okay, well here I am, but I'm not going to do it this way because I won't be able to be a present mother 
for this human, for my husband, for my dog, for my family. So you might be wondering, okay, this is so great. Like, tell me how you did it. And don't you worry, friend. This podcast of 2023 is going to be full of my lessons and teachings, learnings on how to reinvent success. Because what I learned was I was tired of striving for success that I saw other people creating. I never once stopped to question and think about like, what does success mean to me? What am I, what, what success story have I subscribed to that's not truly my own? And when I did that, everything changed. Once I reinvented and redefined success for me, kind of like magic. It was like the, the seas parted and I saw, I had clarity. And then I had to start taking action to back up the new belief that I had around success. So that's a very long intro to what this episode's about, <laughs> but it's all connected because if you're listening to this episode at the beginning of the year, I'm going to offer something to you. Now I'm going to use the word should because I truly think everybody should unsubscribe to the hustle culture. But today I want to talk to you about why we should all resolve to ditch the hustle in 2023. Yes, I use the word should, and this is my belief, but I want to offer this to you because I think we all need to hit unsubscribe and clean out all of the garbage, all of the beliefs, all of the thoughts that we have around success and make this new year magical. I want 2023 for all of us to be the year we say yes to less. And we say yes to the things that matter to us the most, right? Not saying that you just have to be like, all right, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna sell my things and go travel to Bali. I mean, if that's what success means to you, I support that wholeheartedly, but before you do that, first, you have to meet yourself where you're at. So in this episode, I want to talk about the hustle culture and why I'm so committed to helping you ditch this hustle culture so that you have the space, you have the energy, you have the capacity to create what you want to create, because that's what I help my clients with. That's what I help you with getting clear on what you want and then getting into the space of implementing it, going after it, executing it without the hustle, without being coming from a place of fear, without coming from a place of lack. So let's talk about the hustle culture, because I think, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that hustle culture shows up. Um, I think that I really tie it to toxic productivity. Um, I mean, it's also the act of overworking, which creates burnout, right? It's this type of working that it's a type of like working and doing that creates a negative consequence in all other areas of our life, especially I would say our health. Um, you know, there's a lot of very successful, very successful entrepreneurs out there that glorify the hustle culture, right? We hear these messages in social media. We hear them all the time being like, nobody ever changed the world in 40 hours a week. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done, right? And this is something that I was always inspired by, especially with teaching spin. I was always like, you know, stop till you're, you're tired. You stop when you're done, <laughs> which like, okay, maybe in a fitness class, that's only 45 minutes. But I think, you know, this seeps into how we show up for our work and we show up for all the things in our life. 
But I think now, especially post-pandemic world, there's been tons of research that has come out about this type of working is very unhealthy and it has a lot of negative consequences in our life. So, I mean, I work with clients all the time that are completely burnt out and and this is why they think they have to hustle for their worth. They think they have to show up early and stay late in order to be seen as valued in the workplace. And this creates so this creates such a, a, an unhealthy self-image about our self-working that it ultimately impacts our mental health, our physical health, it impacts our relationships with others. It also impacts our relationship with ourselves. And there's just nothing good that comes of it, truly. I mean, at the end of the at the end of our life, like what what do you have to show for that? <laughs> Seriously. Like we're not here for a long time. So if you're hustling to the finish line, like all you're doing is hustling to your death, which I know sounds really morbid, but it feels very true. So I know personally, like looking back at my experience, all I wanted, like really when I was feeling undervalued, which I was feeling undervalued because of my thoughts about myself, I wanted flexible hours. I just wanted to work when I wanted to work. If my work was done for the day, I didn't want to have to stay where I was working until my time to clock out. I, you know, I think that like autonomy was very important to me, which led me into having my own business because I was like, I don't want anyone to control my calendar. And then I ended up having everyone control my calendar, but myself, but I learned how to change that. So it's very important that when you are working, whether it's for yourself or someone else, that even if you have, you know, a nine to five, that you create the flexibility within your calendar of how you show up for yourself by like taking breaks, um, unplugging for, you know, a couple minutes, not looking at your phone when you take a break, like really being in a space where you can just like unplug, turn off work, turn off your brain, which obviously sounds a lot easier than it is. Like we just have access to everything at our fingertips and we have instant gratification. And if we need a dopamine hit, we have it. So it's really uncomfortable to change this behavior, but it's also incredibly necessary. So when we talk about like the hustle culture, I think that it impacts women the most. Um, I mean, I know I, I've worked with uh, male clients. I also know that we all are trying to prove our worth in one way or another. But I think, you know, we have, we put people on a pedestal that we see who are hustling and it seems very, very glamorous. And what we're not seeing are the negative impacts like extreme fatigue, personal life sacrifices. And like I mentioned before, neglecting physical and mental health. Like these are all negative byproducts of trying to keep up with the people that we've put on a pedestal of like hustling and going. Um, even the other day, I was chatting with a client who's on PTO and her regional sent her a message, a text message about an email that she had sent, but she's on PTO and she got the text message and just kind of retreated and like went into this whole panic mode. And then her boss, who was also on PTO, was responding. And so she was questioning herself. She was like, should I not be working right now? And it was like creating this whole spiral and spin out because she had all these questions. And her boss, who told her to take time off, like said, hey, we want everyone to like really not work. But then her boss was working. So that's sending a message to her. Like if you want to like work your way up in this company or you want to um be seen as a value a valuable player you have to work and sacrifice even when we're paying you 
to take your time off. And I see it all the time. And we have to question that. We have to question that because the net negative consequence of this behavior can be very detrimental and, and, and actually work your body to a place where you are completely, completely flattened out. I see it time and time again. And I try to work with clients before they get to that point because I see the symptoms of it ahead of time. And I'm trying to like redirect them so they don't burn themselves out and work themselves into the ground. So let's talk about really like what hustle culture is and why I think that you should resolve to ditch it or unsubscribe. So hustle culture is basically a mindset and actions that position you to be working at all costs, expanding your spare time and energy to make extra money or just to like prove your value. So basically this idea stems from that you can achieve anything with hard work. Now, I think that, you know, you can achieve things with hard work. But at what expense? I think that, you know, you you have to take action, but it has to be intentional. It has to be aligned. And it's also coming from a place of love and enoughness and not coming from a place of insufficiency. So this is very, very important because if you are taking action from a place of enough, you're not going to hustle for your worth. Now, if you're taking a place from not enoughness, you're constantly going to be hustling for your worth because you're avoiding feeling a negative emotion. And that's what I ran into. That was the challenge that I had. So if you're listening to this and you're curious, okay, like, you know, this kind of sounds like me, but like, what are the signs of a hustle culture mindset? The first sign is working long hours. So way over 40 hours a week, and then just accepting it. Like it's just something that is what it is and you can't do anything about it. Um, the other sign is bragging about not getting enough sleep. This was me all the time. Like I literally would say I'll sleep when I'm dead, which as someone that is a sleep, is a crazy about her sleep. She can't believe that younger Brittany would say those words, that she spoke those words out of her mouth, but now she's making up for that time and is getting enough sleep. Don't you worry. I mean, we hired a night nanny because sleep is so dang important to us. Um, the other sign of a hustle mindset is needing that extra cup of coffee at the end of the day. If you are totally exhausted that you need coffee as a little up pick me up, that's also a sign. Um, and that could be anything. It could be coffee. It could be sugar. It could be anything that just tries to artificially give your body energy, which ends up depleting your energy later on. Um, the other, not like the huge sign is prioritizing constant productivity over rest, like not seeing rest as important, being like, I need to be productive, even on the weekends, like trying to get in as much time to quote unquote, get ahead. And then the last one, which I am so guilty of this is viewing unused PTO as a badge of honor. When, when I first started working at a spin studio and we, you know, I had benefits. I was on payroll, all that jazz um, as a instructor, but also as a manager, I didn't take any time off. And I literally like wore that, like, that was like a badge of honor for me. It was like, I just work so much. Like I just can't take any time off. I was actually terrified to take time off because I thought if I took time off that I would be seen as not valuable, that I was seen as lazy. Like those were thoughts that I was worried about, but that's what I was thinking about myself. So if you resonate with any of those, this is maybe your invitation to start doing things differently. 
because there are so many ways that we hustle, right? We hustle in our nine to five, but we also end up hustling when we start a side hustle. Like they're even, they're called side hustles. That's what I did. I was working in my nine to five. I was busting my ass. I was teaching seven classes a week. And then on the side, I was creating a coaching business to provide that financial security because I just never felt like I had enough. And you can hear, like, as I'm explaining this, how toxic this was. So the reason why the, like, I'm so passionate about this is because this culture is incredibly detrimental to all areas of our life. We can't show up as our, as our higher self. We cannot be there for our community, for our people, and like make this world a better place if we're completely depleted. So hustle culture is toxic because when you're working long hours and you're not prioritizing rest or you're not prioritizing your mental health, you are on a trajectory towards a lot of negative net consequences. So this can lead to higher levels of anxiety. It could lead to higher levels of depression, burnout. It can lead to an unsustainable schedule. Okay. So what happens is our culture just becomes perpetuated by lack of sleep, lots of anxiety, highly caffeinated. And we think that overworking is the most important thing that we can be doing with our time. And when people come to me and they're feeling unfulfilled that they're doing all of the things, they're checking everything off their list, but they're like feeling like something's missing. It's because they are putting all of their energy and work into the wrong places. Now, of course, if you, when you have a nine to five job, you have to show up and do your job and do it well. I'm not saying to just say, screw you job, but you can do your job so much better if you aren't in a place that's totally depleted, when you aren't in a place that's full of anxiety, worry, and stress. So I hope that by listening, I am helping you think a little bit different about you, your work, your value, and your worth, because none of it is related. Your value has nothing to do with your work, what you do. Something else that I have noticed, especially uh, being a woman, someone that identifies as a woman, is there was a, and I, I really like was so resistant to this, but there is like such a um, push towards like girl boss in the hustle culture. And it felt very unrealistic to be a quote unquote girl boss and boss up while maintaining my mental, physical, spiritual health. Like I felt like I needed to push all of that aside to prove myself as a girl boss. And I was seeing all these other women do that. And I felt like that must be what success is. It must look, you must look a certain way and be doing certain things with your money and be, you know, going about your life and carrying yourself in this, in a certain way. And that's kind of when I had that moment of like, what do I actually think success is? Do I think success is having fancy cars, going on fancy trips, being able to buy nice things. Like maybe that's a part of it, but I actually never was able to like define what success meant to me. And I was like, do like, 
I don't identify as a girl boss. Like I, or I don't want to identify as a girl boss. I don't want to hustle at all expenses. I want to work hard so I can enjoy the things that I love doing. But if I'm work, work, working, overloading my system, I can't even enjoy those things anymore. So this is when I had a big mindset shift. I realized that I needed to spend time redefining and reinventing what success means to me. So this is how I started to ditch the hustle culture. The hustle culture. If you're like me, you're most likely over this style of working. It doesn't work. It's outdated. I think we can work hard, but we can work hard on the right things and let everything else fall away. When we become self-aware of our habits and our tendencies, that's when we can really improve how we show up for our work and how we show up for our life. When you don't see this demonstrated for you and you're surrounded by people that are hustling, hustling, and it's just the norm, it's really hard to think about it differently. But what I find is that if we take the time to figure out what we need for ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, then we can take very intentional actions moving forward. So these are the things that I'm going to dive into in a lot of the episodes in 2023, but this is how I helped myself move past hustle culture, and maybe it can help you as well. So first thing that I did was I recognized the hustle. (laughs) I saw it. I saw it. I was the queen of doing all of the things. Any friend that's listening to this is going to be laughing because I always had one, two, three things all going on at once. (laughs) Uh, So that's the first step is recognize the hustle and you got to change your mindset. Unsubscribe to the hustle, but it's so much, it's not as simple as just pick different thoughts, right? Um, (laughs) You know, if you feel overworked, overwhelmed, You have to take the contents of your mind. You have to see what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are about yourself, success, money, time. And then it gives you the authority to change them. But you can't change them unless you see them. So that's the first thing you have to do. The other thing that's important is setting boundaries, setting boundaries. You know, this might be one of the hardest things to do. And I wish that I would have learned this um, when I was working for someone else was really saying no and being okay with stepping away from my work and spending time recharging and resting. Uh, But, you know, once you have a boundary that's violated and you can feel it in your body, it's your responsibility to set that boundary the next time coming from a place of love for yourself and the thing that you're setting the boundary with, whether that's a person, whether that's your computer, your email, your phone, always coming from a place of love, not coming from a place of control. So when you set a boundary, it allows you to have the space to get clear on what's important to you in your life. If you don't know what's important to you, you're just gonna continue to say yes and fill your plate with all of the things before you actually know like, hey, this isn't actually something that I want to do. This doesn't actually serve me. This isn't aligned with my higher self. So you want to recognize the hustle and change your mindset, unsubscribe to the hustle, change your thoughts. You want to set boundaries. Then you want to figure out what's important. 
in your life? What's important in your life? You know, our world is full of so many distractions and we celebrate busyness and we're addicted to the hustle, but that doesn't give us a lot of time to zoom out and be like, what really matters? What really matters? So it's important to ask yourself what you want. Like truly, I know this seems so simple, but so many of us don't do this. What do you want? What does success look like for you outside of the hustle? That's when the fun stuff starts to happen because when you figure out what's important, then everything else schedules around that. These were the first three things that made a huge difference for me. I had to put up some serious boundaries, not just external boundaries, but internal boundaries with my work, with my phone, with computer, all of that. And once I started doing that, I stopped hustling so much. The last piece that I'll leave you with is the feeling of the negative emotions. So I didn't understand that this is what I was doing. I was trying to take action. I'm very much like, just get into action. Like I'm an activator. I'm like, yeah, an idea, let's go. But the reason why I repeated the hustle cycle when I started my own business was because I was trying to action my way, hustle my way out of feeling a negative emotion. I was feeling doubt. I was feeling fear. I was feeling insufficient. And instead of just meeting myself where I'm at and feeling the negativity, I was trying to run away from it. I was trying to take action away from it. And all that happened was it just kept following me and it just kept following me and kept perpetuating over and over again. So if I could leave you with anything, if you find yourself in a cycle of hustle, instead of taking more action, see if you can stop moving for a little bit, stop doing and start feeling more. And then you'll have way less need to hustle away. You'll have way less need to try to prove your worth because when you know your worth is inherent and you get to decide every day that you're worthy, the hustle, the overworking doesn't need to exist. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so excited to share more with you. I hope that you are with me in resolving to ditch the hustle culture in 2023. I am here to help you reinvent success. I'm here to help you become more of who you want to be. I'm here to help you get out of your own way and into aligned intentional action without the hustle. So remember to love yourself and own your happiness and let your light shine because you, my friend, are so worthy of it. I'll catch you next time.